Hello and welcome to the Stew with JT Brew. I'm your host, Justin Taylor, alongside my co-host, Brian Toast Clark. Another edition of NHL Around the Ice is on the way. Stick with us as we talk all things hockey. Welcome again. Thanks for joining us. We are now, in case you've just seen the show for the first time in a while, we are now partnered with Total Apex Sports. So make sure you check out their YouTube page. Go subscribe, follow them, like, comment. Also, you can always find our info, find our show, all our stuff. Also at the at the stew at JT Brew on YouTube, Spotify, all those different places. We'll have the show downloaded for podcasts after the show tonight. So, Toast, thanks for joining us. Valentine's Day. Got a little edition here of NHL Around the Ice. Got a good show for you. All kinds of stuff we're going to go through today. But let's start things off. We've got a little betting segment we've been kind of doing on Total Apex Sports Bets. Going on there every day, putting out our hockey bets that we like. Let's talk about some of the stuff we put out there today and some of these uh, Valentine's Day bets we got going. Yeah, JT. Hey, before we get started, um, you wearing a Buffalo Wild Wings jersey? Oh, you got to look at this. Sir. So this is my new uh, my m- new Missouri oh. hockey jersey. Just got it in. So they just won the uh, – they're not in the Division One hockey, but they play in a club league. They just won the club championship on Sunday. My jersey that I ordered for Christmas just got here uh, the day before. So I wore my jersey on Sunday for the Super Bowl and for uh, the championship. The Tigers brought it home. Up champs, so pretty pretty excited for those guys. Uh, and wanted to wear the jersey on the show tonight. So got my name, uh, number four Taylor on the back. So I'm loving this jersey. I'm probably gonna end up having to buy another one. They've got a really cool white one and a really cool yellow one with the the tiger head on it. Um, but yeah, I'm pumped about this jersey. Pumped for Missouri. Uh, love to see them eventually get a D1 hockey team. Don't know if that will happen. Uh, but the club team's awesome. Good guys to watch, fun team to watch. So uh, we like all hockey here, not just NHL hockey. We love college hockey as well. Yeah, JT, I think I'm going to get absolutely destroyed by our small but rabid fan base tonight for saying that's a Buffalo Wild Wings jersey. It looks just like it on the shoulders, but it's cool. I love it. Uh, It's got the Tigers up on the shoulder. Yeah, it's nice. If you can kind of look at it, it's got it's got like kind of the tiger stripes on there and everything. It's a pretty sweet jersey, man. I uh, it took a while to get because it's a smaller website that makes them, but uh, I'm pretty happy with uh, with the fi- uh, finished product. Yeah, and you you talk about uh, uh, college D1 programs. Uh, you know, really, we're not that far from uh, I'd say uh, D1 college uh, hockey haven uh, per se. And uh, um, Illinois University, of Illinois, kind of where we're at here, they've talked about having a, they've also have a club team and they've been talking about getting a D one program for some time, which would probably require getting a new ice arena. Um, but they should do it. They really should do it. And actually Mizzou coming in. Um, I mean, it's, it's a rabid fan base, uh, up North in the, the Dakotas, uh, the Minnesotas and actually over into, uh, you know, North, uh, uh, New York as well. And, uh, honestly, I think college hockey, Michigan, could build, Ohio, yeah, they could do a lot yeah. more to actually build a brand. Quite frankly, I mean, if they just go ahead and extend south a little bit, uh, I think that would be a. I, I've, I've been wanting to watch. Uh, there, there's lots of uh, 
draftees, uh, you know, on the Hawks, maybe on the wings and other teams uh, that you'd like to watch play or potential uh, uh, entry draft targets that are coming up. So I want to see those games. And um, that would be awesome if we could actually have them right here in our backyard. Yeah, they've talked about uh, putting an ice rink here in town. It was actually on the ballot. They were going to add, add a hockey uh, rink, try to make the move to D1. All that happened before COVID. Mm-hmm. COVID kind of put a rearing stop to that. Uh, I'm hoping that didn't totally kill the project and that's still going to happen because it would be awesome. The, the club team's been really good here in Illinois for a long time. Those games, if you've never been to them, super fun to go to. Wow. Really good time. But yeah, if they can make that move up to D1, get into the Big Ten uh, with the likes of Minnesota, Michigan, Ohio, um, it, it would be awesome. I, I think it would be great. I, I know you and me would be signing up and getting tickets for sure. So I hope that happens here. Uh, I hope that happens here in the near future. That'd be great. They kick us out. There's no doubt about it. We'd act like <laughs> fools in there. Um, and uh, hey, uh, before we go any further, uh, congratulations on 20 episodes. Uh, I was just looking at that. I'm like, man, has it been 20 already? Uh, time flies when you're having fun. That's right. Yeah, 20 episodes of NHL Around the Ice. Make sure to also check out the stew during football season. I bring out all kinds of football content. So if you're a fantasy football fan as well, I will have all kinds of off-season content, rookie mock drafts, all that kind of stuff going on here. But this is our Wednesday segment. Our Wednesday segment is always hockey. So Wednesday, we take over and we do the hockey segment. Me and you toast here. So yeah, 20 episodes. uh, Been fun so far. Uh, Look forward to keep it going for the rest of the season. Yeah, here's a 20 more. And, uh, you know, so I'm pretty pumped, JT. Um, it, plus, I love doing Wednesdays. Wednesdays is great. You're right in the middle of the week. It breaks it up. Plus, there's always a small slate on Wednesdays. So, uh, you know, if we choose to actually talk about those games, we don't have to feel like we have to touch on everything. So it kind of works out perfect, really. Yeah, talk about that uh, smaller slate here on Valentine's Day on Wednesday. Let's jump into some of the bets we love. Some of our our ones we like today uh, that we kind of talked about uh, in our Total Apex Sports Betting uh, article that we come out. Usually comes out in the early afternoons uh, every day, so make sure to go check that out, TotalApexSportsBets.com. That's where you need to go to find our NHL articles. And if you're on X, we usually turn around and we repost those every day, so you can always check out some of our best bets, player props. Uh, And in addition to that, we usually will put out our toast takes, which are kind of like some different parlays, some different prop bets we like, some different stuff. So usually the article kind of gives you like the, the leans, stuff we kind of like by the numbers. And then we'll kind of on the toast takes, we'll put out our specific bets that we're putting in uh, as well. So always try to ch- uh, check out both those things. But yeah, toast, jump in. Let's let, let's give some people some of the bets we're looking at for, uh, during tonight's games. Yeah, so uh, games are in, uh, in progress right now, uh, but let's go ahead and go over them. Actually, so far, bets are looking fairly good. Uh, Panthers uh, at Penguins uh, tonight. That was a 6.30 start, and it was two bets uh, that I really recommended there on Toast Takes today, and uh, it was the under six total goals, um, and that's not going to go, uh, which I was pretty surprised because uh, this has actually won five goals. Total goals are under eight out of the last 12 matchups, and neither team's actually really been scoring of late. Uh, but nevertheless, Panthers, all of the scoring has been done in the second and third period. It's a 5-1 game right now. So that uh, that bet part is actually dead right now. But what did hit was my second part of that bet, uh, another single bet, and that was a Sidney Crosby anytime assist at plus 105. Uh, that hit. That actually went, and uh, Crosby has actually been on fire. The kid's been in fuego so far, man. That's 11 points in his last 12 games right now and racking up a whole lot of assists in that span. So uh, – at least one of them actually hitting that one, JT. 
And uh, i tell you what, the, the next one, which I loved, uh, was San Jose um, at Winnipeg tonight. And uh, hey, believe it or not, San Jose has been playing a whole lot better of late. Winnipeg's been struggling out of the, uh, out of the uh, gate after the All-Star break. They're just struggling to score. Um, they had actually scored only 12 goals in their past 10 games actually coming into this game. And wouldn't you know, guess what? I was kind of right on that one tonight. Uh, it's uh, I bet the under alternate goal total is a six and a half, and it's one nothing in the third. Uh, and, and the Jets have put up a crap ton of shots on goal. And uh, Kakinen, who's actually in goal for San Jose tonight, um, he's been sharp. I picked him up on our home league night to spot start him against Corey Jensen. Sorry, Corey, but uh, he's going to give me a, a ton of points tonight. Uh, and the other one was the San Jose Sharks alternate puck line, JT, plus two and a half, plus two and a half at minus 138. The Sharks have actually won three of the last five games. So, and what you know, the Sharks are hanging in there tonight. Yeah, that one nothing is is really nice on that. So we were hoping they stick there. I, I took the two and a half. Uh, that was uh, the bet that I was on. I liked it. Um, the, you know, the one that got me, I actually took the alternate in the Pittsburgh Penguins game. I actually had the under six and a half and just now a seventh goal was scored. So that one's dead for me uh, as a, I had the under six and a half uh, along with the plus two and a half on the Sharks line. So the Sharks is looking good in that one. But yeah, like you said, the, the Jets have not looked good lately. The offense has no. been struggling. I love the under in that one. I, I like where your head's, head was at on that one, taking the under. And I really like the Sharks plus two and a half. I mean, you could get them at only minus 130 and plus two and a half. I loved it. Especially like you said, they've won a lot of games lately and they've been playing everybody close. Kind of like we've suggested the last couple of weeks with the Chicago Blackhawks. We've been on there yes. like, hey, if you get one and a half goals, two and a half goals in some of these big games, they've been sticking with people and they've been right there in that mix. So I love both those, uh, both those bets from you. Yeah. And, and uh, JT, I'll tell the listeners, uh, the bet I actually end up going with tonight, I kind of put together a can't lose bet. Well, I don't know if it's actually being a cap can't lose after all. I went ahead and did under eight goals for the Panthers penguins, just to make sure like at a minus five seventy five, mm-hmm. put it with a parlay because if you look back, I mean, forever and the way these goalies have been playing for Pittsburgh with Nadeljevic and also uh, Jari and goal, and also Bobrovsky has actually been pretty sharp as well, and neither has actually been scoring a bunch right now. You'd expect the under eight to be unbelievably safe. Here we are actually at seven goals with still 12 minutes left. Uh, and uh, I wouldn't say I put a million on it, but I put quite a bit on that. Um, and I parlayed it together again with the Sharks. Instead of two and a half, I went three and a half, <laughs> and that's going to go. So, uh, I mean, honestly, if this doesn't go, that's just a little bit of snake bit in there. And, uh, but hey, that's, that's gambling for you. Yeah. And I like where your head was at on all those. Those, those totally made sense. So like I said, make sure to check those out every day on our bets. Uh, we try to get those out. Me and you kind of combine on those, uh, bets we yes. like from the show for the day. So we kind of put those out. So make sure to check those out. Anything else? On the books for tonight, uh, bet-wise, or no? Yeah, the last game of the night, uh, it actually is just just a puck drop seven minutes ago. There's seven minutes in, there's no score. But that's uh, the Wild at the Coyotes. And uh, technically, most people actually would have said, hey, let's jump on the Wild here on the money line because they've been rolling here and the Coyotes haven't. But I don't know, it felt like a trap game to me. I want to stay away from the money line on this one. But what I did actually like, again, it was go back to the well one more time, was Brock Faber, the uh, the young defenseman star, actually, for the Wild, uh, the hottest rookie in the league. Uh, nine points in his last 10 games. Uh, and the majority of those actually being in the assists. And uh, um, I had him for right tonight. Is an anytime assist is still plus money. 
at plus 114, which is really crazy. I can't believe that. They've been a really, really hot team. He's been doing a system with every single game, and it's still plus money. That's crazy. Um, and uh, then, hey, we'll, we'll take a stab, right? But Erickson Eck uh, and also Kirill the Thrill Kaprizov for Minnesota, um, also for any time goals. They're anywhere between 130, plus 130 and plus 160, but they've been scoring goals in bunches as well. Late. And Arizona's been giving up quite a bit. So uh, uh, that evening game wasn't as uh, exciting or I guess as enticing as the first two games, but uh, again, did not expect Florida Panthers at Pittsburgh points. We put up the amount of goals they're putting up right now. Um, they needed to shut it down right now, but there, again, there's only 17 shots on goal by the Panthers tonight, JT, and only 22 by the Penguins, and there's seven goals right there. There's no goaltending going on right there. I, my, it, it blows my first lay somebody down in the crease. Yeah, it's like I say, it blows my mind how few shots have been in that game, and yet how many goals have come out of that one. So that one's crazy. So let's jump on to our uh, second topic of the evening: past number one draft picks. Man, some of these guys are growing up and starting to starting to perform like we thought they would when they got picked. Uh, number uh, the twenty twenty number one pick, uh, Lafreniere from the Rangers forward. Twenty twenty one Owen Power, a Buffalo defenseman. Twenty two Slavkovsky as I like to try to butcher that one, uh, Montreal forward. And then uh, this year, no, 2023, Connor Bedard, Chicago forward. All four of those guys, we're starting to see it from them. Uh, Bedard getting ready. We saw some uh, video of him taking some slap shots today. Hopefully he's going to be back here pretty soon because uh, he was off to a great start in his rookie year here for the Blackhawks. He'll be back soon. But some of these guys are starting to actually start to show up, and they're starting to become fantasy relevant. Yeah, they really are. Uh, so two of these guys I really want to uh, touch on is really Alexis Lafreniere, which JT, if you remember right, uh, we got him in a uh, in a dynasty league in a trade. For, it was a steal, in my opinion. It was um, a steal. It was yeah, a steal. anytime you have a chance to get uh, a number one overall draft pick, maybe in only year three of their entry-level contract, and somebody's willing to actually trade them for, you know, I wouldn't say nothing, but also two – in the grand scheme of things, being a dynasty league, you got to jump on that. And I don't know what we end up giving up, but I'll be honest with you. What we gave up wasn't near actually what we got back because this guy's going to be a mainstay in our lineup for a while. Uh, plus, let's talk about cap leagues with Lafreniere. Uh, he's a, a, he's in a two-year, the first year of a two-year, $2.3 million bridge deal. I mean, so what a sweet contract this guy actually has. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's go over a little bit of his stats here. Man, Lafreniere, and I'm going to talk about a guy, Slavskowski, as well. They both start off very similar. I mean, slow. I mean, Lafreniere actually had no time, really. Um, you know, he, he came right from, I think, the, the Q, the, uh, the the QMJHL, and uh, um, really didn't have any time in the OHL, WHL, AHL, and come right into the league very, very young at the time. And, uh, you know, he struggled out of the gate. Only 12 goals the rookie season. This is what was really alarming in his rookie season, JT. Only 67 shots on goal in 56 games from a number one pick overall. Yeah, one shot a game. So, mm -hmm. but hey, 2021 wasn't that much better. 19 goals, 12 assists, 31 points in 79 games. Started to shoot the puck a little bit more. 110 shots on goal. And we saw it pick up a little bit last year. He gets a 16 goals, 23 assists, and 81 games. And he shot 135 times again. Still not enough, but guess what? This year, so far, through 53 games, he's actually got 14 goals, 17 points, 31 points in 53 games. Everybody's like, well, that's kind of average. Hey, he's unbelievably young right now. He's 22 years old. 
And what the what the best part about him right now, JT Lafreniere, 140 shots on goal to 53 games. That means he's starting to feel comfortable. He's shooting a puck. He's going to end up pacing for well over 200 shots on goal. He's starting to figure it out. 22 years old. Yeah, Toast. I did. This is a perfect example of a guy. You know, not everybody's going to hit right away. Some of these guys are going to take some time. You also got to look at a guy like that, man. Moving to New York, 19 mm. years old, being on the Rangers, that's going to take you a little while to kind of adjust. I mean, that's a big difference from a kid like that ends up in New York City. Uh, it's a huge way. I, I used to live in central New York. I've been to New York City plenty of times. Man, it, that's an adjustment for anyone, much less a 19-year-old kid in the NHL. You know, not all these guys are going to hit right away. We've seen it where, you know, it is 22, 23, 24 before we really see some of these guys come into who they are and who they're going to be. I, to me, when we got that deal to, to trade for him in our Dynasty salary cap league, I was all about it. You mm -hmm. know, you I, you said something to me. You're like, hey, should we make this move for him? I'm like, Absolutely. I'm like, this is the perfect time to get him. If we would have got him as a rookie, we would have had to pay a ton to get him. Yep. And then instead, we wait till somebody else is a little tired of him. He hasn't hit quite yet. And that's when you could turn around and all of a sudden you're like, now we can take advantage. Now we can trade like a couple picks, some players that we want to get rid of for, for a guy that was a number one overall pick. I, To me, it was a great move by us. I love it. And this is for fantasy managers. This is what you need to look for. Some of these young guys that maybe don't hit right away, the, the talent's there. You don't go number one overall if you're not just loaded with talent. It oh, just doesn't mean yeah. you're going to come out and be the guy right away. If you're willing to take a chance on a guy, that's the time to buy when other people are down on them. They, they thought they were going to get instant return. It didn't happen. They're tired of waiting. You can get a, make a move and get them. I, I, to me, if you can do that in, in a lot of situations, I, I think that's the move. Uh, we had done that with Jack Hughes in another league yeah. that we were in where we got him after he didn't have a very good rookie year and people kind of were down on him. Really we, got him way, we got him way later than he went the year before in drafts. I mean, we got him deep in drafts. And, I, and me and you talked about it before we took him. I was like, hey, man, we're taking a guy that was a number one overall pick last year that went like six rounds ahead of where we're drafting him yeah. last year. I'm like, this is a steal at this point this year. And you know what? It worked out because now all of a sudden he's been injured lately, but he's had a really good year, a uh, solid year last year and was on pace for a pretty good year this year until the injury. So sometimes you got to buy those dips when you can. You got to make sure you, you pay attention. And, and again, people get tired of guys sometimes. People get frustrated and they're not willing to wait on guys. And sometimes you just got to make a move. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, he's not a guy that's going to drive play by himself and really make everybody around him better. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of like some of the players in the league can, some of the superstars where they just, you know, they, they, they make everybody excel around them, but he's definitely somebody who will play a uh, second fiddle to a really great player. And he does that with our Timmy Panarin um, and also uh, Vinny Trocek on that line. That's a really good second line. He only gets power play to two deployment, but it doesn't really make a difference at all. They score so much on that line. He actually benefits from uh, Panarin and, and Trocek so much, and he's making the most of it. Now I'm um, only 22 years old. I don't think he's going to go anywhere anytime soon. Uh, plus, he'll throw a hit around every once in a while. Uh, he, he averages over 100 hits a season. That's a lot from a guy like that. Well, he's 6'1", 185. All right, 6'1 is pretty good. 
185 pounds really isn't a whole lot there in the league when you're actually carrying a six one frame. So for him to actually be averaging over 100 hits a year is pretty impressive. That's good for those banger leagues. Absolutely. Um, and JT, the other guy I want to talk about uh, was uh, the, the 2022 number one overall pick for the uh, Montreal Canadiens there um, was uh, Slavkowski. And you did a pretty good job with the pronunciation, but man, look at uh, look at Slavkowski's rookie season last year. Four goals, six assists, 10 points. Now 39 goal uh, games, you know, he, he, he didn't play but a half season, but only 42 shots on goal. That's pretty awful. It's pretty bad. But he was only 18 years old last year. 18. Yeah. He's a finished yep. player. So this guy actually came. A yeah, guy uh, trying to find his way. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, you got to get on that team, figure out how he fits in, how he slots in with a team. And sometimes that just takes time with some of these guys. Yeah. And I said he was finished. I'm not sure about that. I think that may be in a bit. Nevertheless, he didn't actually play in your tradition OHL, WHL. He was an overseas player, um, so their stats are kind of a little skewed um, in the junior leagues coming over. But nevertheless, it's a real slow start. But, hey, this year, all right, it's nothing that's going to, like, jump off the page at you, but 11 goals, 16 assists, 27 points in 53 games, and 82 shots on goal. But the good thing about it is, is since December 21st, something changed with him. And I tell you what really changed, the fact that he started playing with Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki. And when that happened on line one and power play one, JT, he's got 19 points in 22 games, nine goals, 10 assists. Enough where I actually put them up in our on our home league and said, I picked him up a week and a half ago. He's been scorching hot. Uh, and he's he's shot 18 times in the last five games. That's a ton for him in comparison to his career. So he's still on his entry level contract. Like I said, he's only 19 years old, but I'll tell you what, that's a that's a target in a dynasty league. Uh, this is a guy to like a bruiser in front of the net. He likes to actually have that low uh, net presence. Um, be a pest there in front of the goalie, wait for those rebound slap shots. And honestly, 19 years old, but here's here, look at his frame, man. 6'3, 238 pounds. And a guy actually is not bad on his feet. So uh, I mean, he's gonna be in the league for a hell of a long time. Only 19 years old. Yeah, for how you know not great that Canadians team is, that first line's actually a really nice uh, first line. Very good. Allfield Suzuki's been great this year. Uh I know we uh we talked about taking Suzuki uh, point. I think it was yesterday uh, yes. in there. Uh, so it hit. I, I, it hit. Yeah, that was yeah. on our bets. So definitely check us, check us out. We've been on fire lately. Been uh, I don't know what the total is, but we we got a really good hit rate the last week on these individual bets. But yeah, him and Caulfield, I mean, that's just a really nice young unit that could be together for a long time. Uh, I, I really like all three of those players. Yeah, and uh, honestly, you know, as well as I do, Montreal is really not known for the scoring. Um, they've always mm-hmm. kind of just been that very vanilla team. Um, it's really, really hard to watch at times, but that's three really good players on top. And really young. Caulfield, super young. Suzuki as well. So it's a young line. And I like what they did this year in Montreal. They sold off uh, Sean Monaghan. And I, I couldn't believe what they end up getting for Monaghan when they actually got a first-round pick in return for him. I mean, okay, Monahan's a nice player, but first-round pick and actually also some change to kind of go with it. I love the fact that they understand that their, their, their record at Montreal isn't awful, but they know they're not winning nothing this year. So they still kind of were in sell mode, and they're kind of really, you know, they're, they're coming out of the rebuild, and they're kind of actually getting super young, and they're still actually adding by actually selling some pieces. I love that. Uh, so kind of like what's happening in Montreal, man. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. Uh, let's jump on to uh, our third topic of the evening. Alexander Ovechkin. He back. He's back. <laughs> yeah, he's we back. were talking about him earlier in the year, struggling. I mean, we had some bets on him where we I couldn't believe that he didn't even get a shot off in some of these games. We were like, what has happened to him? Yeah. What is going on? I know uh, in our preseason show, one of the bets we lo- liked was was him over. I think what was it, 350 shots on the season? Or yes. was it all the way to 400? But we were on there because we we figured he was just going to shoot, 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 shoot all year long, trying to break the record. Uh, he really just was not the same player early on. But we're starting to see the guy that we've come to know and love in the NHL. 38 years old. He's fighting for the all-time goal record, Wayne Gretzky. Nobody thought would ever break it. No. 894, currently sits at 8. 36 behind Gretzky's 894, 59 goals away from being the greatest all-time scorer in NHL history. Toast, let's get into the resurgence of Ovi here, man. It's, it's been something to see, and I, I'm glad to see he's back in action and starting to start to make some moves again. Yeah, you you mentioned uh, shots on goal having a couple goose eggs at this year. He's had four of them, and you have to go all the way back to his rookie season where he had one. I mean, that was in 2005, 2006. You ever see that movie like, you know, Invasion of the Body Snatchers? It's like yeah. Daniel Doppelganger, you know, like something, somebody came in and, and stole Ovi, you know, like I seriously, I'm like, I, I, you know, so I think he started out the season zero and zero on the shots on goal. Then he came out in the third game of the season and had 14 or something. I, I don't know. It was a lot. Uh, I remember me and my brother Gail were actually betting him at the very, very beginning, like, or you were as well. Like, yeah, I was. I was taking them like every <laughs> night. I was like, every yeah. night I'm taking over shots with the <laughs> over shots. Yeah. Like, what is happening here? But, it, but I wouldn't say he's total back Ovechkin, but he's starting to look a little bit more like Ovi. And since the 30th of December, he's got points in 14 of 16 games. Now, in that streak, he's only got one multi point game. So let's not say he's setting the world on fire, but. Mm. He's starting to slowly come back. He's got goals in five straight. That's more like the Ovechkin we actually know. Um, so the Capitals, you know as well as I do, JT, they're not that good. All right. <laughs> they're, they're not that. They, in that span since December 30th, they've lost 12 games. All right. So I try to trade for Ovi in our home league uh, with uh, Jeff Daylor. And of course, Daylor, you know, being stingy Daylor, got to steal all the good players. Doesn't want me to actually have any. Uh, I offered him Trevor Moore. In my mind, that wasn't a bad trade considering where Ovi was, but they were was smart. He didn't actually buy it for that. I would have actually been willing to give up more for, uh, than more, and more is actually having a real, really good season for the Kings. But he denied the trade, and he's probably glad he actually did because Ovi is starting to kind of now feel it. You know, he's starting to kind of look like the old Ovi there. Um, but uh, so I don't know. R- right now, what, one thing that's got me a little worried about Ovi still, though, is the fact that you look at his line, JT, is Dylan Strom, TJ Oshie. They're not bad players. They're not elite players. And Oshie's yeah. old. Th- th- that's an old roster. They don't have anybody young around them in that entire um, uh, locker room. Everybody's aging really at the same time. And what he needs is a young superstar to actually compliment him and actually kind of help him get over the hump here and end up getting that goal because he can't. he's not an ability at 38 years old. He's still a great player, but he can't do it all by himself. And he's pacing for the lowest shot total he's had in a long time. This guy usually is, like you said, well over 300 shots on goal a year. 
he's pacing for like 275 this year. Um, so that's a little concerning as well. But you got to like the little resurgence here of Alexander Ovechkin. You got to believe that the Capitals, they're going to make sure he gets that record in the Capitals jersey, and he's not going to actually play for anybody else. I mean, he's 38 years old. When he's actually done, he's going to hang it up. It's going to be as a Capital. There's no doubt. But they need to get him a little bit of help next year, and I think they actually know that in order to go ahead and make this a little bit of an easier transition. Yeah, I think, you know, usually in this situation, we would be talking about, okay, who's going to trade for him? Who needs an aging star that can give a little boost in the playoffs, can help him try to win a, a title? That usually be what we'd be talking about in this situation. Yeah. But we're not because the Capitals aren't going to get enough for him, and they want that record in a Capitals jersey. There's they, no, they that's all that they care all about. Time. They want that record with him in a Capitals jersey. They want him to be a cap for his whole entire career. I mean, you put a guy up there like Gretzky. You know, Gretzky played for a lot of teams. Oh, he's only played for the Caps. They want that record to be theirs. So usually we'd be looking for a trade here, but that I like you said, I don't think it's any case, any chance that happens whatsoever. No, no. Uh, and JT, what, uh, what do you think about like, okay, Obi can really maybe break this record, but who do you kind of like that's in the league now that, hey, let's, let's put it forward 10 years from now, right? Like, who could maybe challenge this record again? Yeah, the, the thing for me is, you know, we never thought Gretzky's record would be broken, right? No. I mean, people looked at that and were like, there's no way anyone's breaking that. So the fact that Ovi's even uh, inching towards it is pretty, you know, spectacular. And I, as he gets close, I think we're going to really, uh, you know, everybody will come out with the stories. They'll have everything going. And, and people will really realize, like, how crazy – of a record that is when he breaks it. But man, if I'm looking at goal scorers and I'm thinking a guy who could have a long career, who could score at a high level, has a chance to be on a good team for most of his career. The guy that jumps out to me is Austin Matthews from the Toronto yeah, Maple Leafs. Yeah. He's the guy. If I'm thinking about a guy that could possibly challenge us in the future, could he get 20 seasons in on a good Maple Leafs team with solid talent around him? I mean, the guy scores goals at a, as, at a crazy pace. So he's the guy, if I'm looking at it, he's the one I'm saying, hey, he's got a long way to go. Don't get me wrong. A long, sure. long way to go. But if I'm looking at somebody in today's game, he's probably the guy that I would look at and say he would be the guy that maybe has a chance down the road. Absolutely. Um, so 341 goals. I was just looking up here. Uh, 531 games. He's he's a guy. I mean, if you average it out, he's probably having 45 goals a year. But recently, he had a down season two years ago, and he came back last year. I think put up 60. He's on pace for over 70 this year. Um, I don't know who the last person actually scored over 70 was. Um, we'd have to go back and look. I know that uh, that uh, Brett Hole, um, you know Bobby Hole's kid, Brett Hole for the St. Louis mm -hmm. Blues. Um, he used to put up in the mid seventies, you know, high seventies, he's done that several times early in his season or in his career. But this is a guy that we haven't seen a goal score like this since Ovi, honestly. Um, I went back to the league JT just, you know, just now is kind of scrolling through the, the standings and trying to figure out like a player. Like I think he's the only one, I think he's the only one that actually scores at that pace 
that would have a, have a shot. This guy is a goal scoring machine. Um, I mean, McDavid scores in so many ways. If he's actually great at goal scoring, but he gets so many assists. Heck, did you see that last night? McDavid got six assists in a game. Six That's damn crazy. apples. I mean, I mean, six apples, ridiculous. But that's so, crazy. So right now, um, I was a, uh, I was looking at an article here, JT, and uh, at this pace, they said Matthews need to have about thirteen more seasons to break it. He'd be thirty-nine years old. Just think about that. That puts it in perspective be, how great Ovechkin's be right, been. Yeah, he would be right where Ovi is, and he'd have to average that pretty much the whole way. I did just look up last seventy goal scorers. You're gonna like this. Yeah, You're right. Hole was on there, ninety-one, ninety-two. Yeah, like seventy-six, or right? Like I don't he know had how many. seventy. He had okay. seventy. Two guys after that season, they had it in the same year, nineteen ninety-two, ninety-three. Oh, oh, McGill- that was Yager, McGillney, and Tamu Solani. Oh, Solani was they a rookie that had, year, I think. They both they both had 76 goals in 92-93. That was the last time two guys the same year. Can you imagine getting 76 and not winning the, the top goal scorer because you tied another that's, guy with 76? No, no, I mean that's, that's insanity. Um, I, I want to yeah. say that I want to say that um Hole was um, Hole was 91-92, and he actually had a monster three-year run. Yeah. And I totally forgot about this. 89-90, he had 72. 90-91, he had 86. <laughs> 91-92, he had 70. So he had a three straight years. He had a three-year span there where he scored basically almost 250 goals in three years, which is just insanity. I mean, I mean, that's what was I was at 140 plus 80. So yeah, 220. So yeah, he was over a, 220 a, goals in three seasons. That's a career. That's a career right there in three seasons. And uh, I know the, 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 the goals were a little bit bigger than the goalie pads were a little bit smaller than right. I mean, so, but still you can't take away all of that yeah. from those players. They were, they were fantastic, but uh, man, Austin Matthews has a chance to really do some pretty awesome things, man. Hey, yep. before we go on to the next segment, Yep. I wanted to let you know that Panthers-Penguins game did end at seven goals, so I'm actually still alive on that one. And the Minnesota Wild actually scored, and Joel Erickson-Eck has a goal. And he was actually one of our yeah. guys, and Kaprizov assisted on that as well. So uh, liking the way that's actually going so far, the bets are really, really rounding out. The Jets end up holding on one nothing. That under and the Sharks plus two. I mean, all of that actually went. It was a low-scoring game, kind of like you and I actually thought. And uh, that was a hey, that was a, a a goalie battle right there, but uh, but yeah, uh, it's been pretty good on the betting front so far tonight. Yep. You know, you know what I like to say, Toast. We should have put a million on it. Should have put, put a million on it. Should have put a million. Should have put a million on it. Before we move on to the next uh, next topic, we will go to Gretzky, just showing you how dominant he was. Oh. 80, 81, 82, 82, 83, 83, 84. Those three seasons, he had 92, 71, and 87 goals. And then skipped a year, and then 84, 85, he had 73. So in a five-year span, he went over 70 four times with one ninety one year he went for 92, and one year he went for 87. So that's telling you what kind of average, what kind of pace you got to be at. JT, why don't like you that. tell the listeners, and a lot of them probably know, about the assists and the total points in, a, in, a, in like a four-year span he had. 
It, it's unbelievable. Oh, what, what, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, this is like video he, game stuff, guys. Oh yeah, when he was go, I mean, th- it was just what he was scoring in that in that uh, span here. I need to actually look it up here. I'll look up the total. Well, this, because it was, the, the assists, it was absolutely crazy. I want to say that that ninety two goal season, uh, at one of those seasons close, he had like one hundred and sixty three assists. Think about that, one hundred and sixty three assists. That's two assists a game, not counting the goals. He's actually averaging three and a half points a game. Uh, that'll never be that'll never be yep. duplicated. The domination so, will never be duplicated. Yep. So toast. I just I just pulled it up. This is a courtesy of uh, hockey reference. Yeah, uh, that's great, great great yep. place to go there to check him out. So going back to seventy nine eighty, his first year in the league, Gretzky seventy nine games played. 51 goals, 86 point, uh, 86 assists, 137 points. Rookie year. Rookie year. <laughs> then comes out year two, 55 goals, 109 assists, 164 points. His third year, 21-year-old season, 20 freaking one. 80 games played, 92 goals, 120 assists, 212 points. Put him on my fantasy team right now. Oh, my God. You don't, you don't need a full roster. He went by himself. 212 points. Insane. Then he comes back the next year. Okay, you know, 22. Just had Down season, JT. Yeah. yeah, that down year, he doesn't make 200 points. He goes 71 oh. goals, 125 assists, 196 season. points. 196 <laughs> points. Then the next year. That just a uh, year, uh, he, he goes 200 again, 87 goals, 118 assists, 205 points, and then 84, 85, 73 goals, 135 assists, 208 points. Just when you think it's not enough, the next year he dips all the way down to 52 goals, worst in his career since his rookie year, but he gets 163 assists. <laughs> yeah, there you 163 go. 163 assists. <laughs> 215 freaking points. 215 freaking points. It'll, That's insane. It'll, the next it, year, it's just crazy. 62, 121 for 183. He never goes over 200 the rest of his career. That at 183 was the, was the lowest in six seasons at that point. He was 26 years old. That was the second to last year in Edmonton. It went for 40 and 109. For 149 points, his last year in Edmonton at 27, that's when he moved on to the Kings. Uh, and then, you know, he had a long run there for the Kings. He was over he for the Blues for a cup of coffee. Yeah, right? he had four. Yeah, the he Rangers. had like three or four really good years for the Kings, like in his late 20s, early 30s, before he really started to kind of dip his last couple of years. Uh, uh, injuries, uh, yeah. had a couple injury plague seasons near the end uh, for the Kings. And then there he moved on. Played one year for the Blues, banged up that whole year. He only played 18 games. Yeah. And then eventually, Rangers sent right? him over to the Rangers, finish up at the Rangers. Even at 36, 37, 38 years old, his last three years uh, with the Rangers, he had 25 goals, 72 assists, 23 goals, 67 assists. And then his final year, nine goals, 53 assists, 62 points in his last year there. But just an unbelievable run by Gretzky. I mean, the start of that career, his career, I mean, it's just well, he, you know, he, stuff he, out he, of fantasy. He will be forever the greatest who ever lived, and that's why he has the moniker. He's the he's the greatest. I mean, he's the great. Yeah, he, one. he is um, the great so, one. Yeah, he is the great. Yeah, one. and, and uh, there's a there's a thirty for thirty on him called King's Ransom. 
And uh, so it really kind of goes about him actually uh, being traded to the LA Kings and what they actually gave up to get, to get him. And uh, that's a really, really good 30 for 30. I would recommend that. But uh, no matter Absolutely. what, Ovi's going to actually break this record. We know that he's going to actually break the record, but that doesn't mean he's going to be a better player than than Wayne Gretzky. He may end up having more goals than Wayne Gretzky, but Wayne Gretzky will forever actually be the greatest who ever lived. All right, let's jump into our, our fourth segment here, our pick a player segment. I like to give you two guys. You like to tell me which one you would prefer on uh, a trade, either redraft or dynasty. So let's get into these two guys. Let's do Mar- Matthew Barzol, New York Islanders, and Sebastian Ajo from Carolina Hurricanes. Which guy, Toast, would you prefer in this situation? Um. I- I prefer Barzal, but I don't really know. Wait, let me let me explain why. I guess, and really, um, there's only one reason why I think I'd actually prefer him is the fact that uh, he's he's dual eligible, center right wing. Uh, but these guys are unbelievably similar. They're both 26 years old. Now Barzal, six one, 190 pounds. He's a right-handed shot. Uh, AAV, even our contracts look similar. Uh, Barzal's uh, in the first year of an eight-year 9.15 million AAV, man. But uh, he's never was a prolific scorer in juniors or the, the NHL. But he's finally starting to arrive as a point-per-game player, an assist-heavy point-per-game player, right? Almost like a three-to-one ratio, I'd probably say, like in his career. Um, but J- JT, we talked about this many times, and I think I actually put it the Islanders as actually one of my dark horses for a cup uh, finished uh, this year. And also uh, Patrick Law actually being their head coach now really has actually helped them. They've been very, very good since he's come in. But I think his offensive numbers have actually been stunted because of that New York Islanders quote-unquote effect, right? I mean, they, they play a different type of game. Doesn't mean he's not as effective and not as a good player as Ajo. He's got 51 or 15 goals this year, 41 assists, 56 points, and uh, 51 games this season. So he's like on, a, on like a 25 goal, 70 assist pace. So 95 pace. So here's a scouting report I kind of put together on the guy. Uh, I, I looked around some sites and I also I watched him really, really closely in a couple of games this year, as well as the All Star game. He's fast. He's fast. He's maybe only second in speed to McDavid. And that's hard to beat McDavid, right? McDavid's one of the fastest players you've ever seen in your lifetime on two skates. And uh, But this guy is really, really fast. He's got great hands. He's not going to use his body quite a bit for a 6'1 guy. That's not really his thing to actually be that front of the net presence. He's more of a deceptive, more of a quick game. Really, really, saying, like, really, really good hands. But let's talk about Ajo. So Ajo's, Ajo's always 26 years old for Carolina. It's about the same type of build, six foot. 176 pounds, left-handed shot. He's only center eligible. Next season, he's going into an eight-year deal, nine and a half to 9.75, somewhere under AAV. He's going to be kicking in. And he actually has been a point-per-game player since he arrived in the league, JT. So Carolina, if you think about Carolina, and maybe I'll ask you, JT, like they're kind of similar to the Islanders, right? They play that Mm -hmm. defensive-minded game, good goaltending. They actually kill you between the blue lines. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a slowdown game, but nonetheless, it's a tough, hard-nosed game. But he still averages about 35 goals a game, about 45 assists. So I don't know why I prefer Barzal, because honestly, the stats and everything else tell me that probably Ajo. But I'm just not as in love with a Carolina team 
as I am this Islanders team. And I think the Islanders are starting to kind of figure it out as they started to have unbelievable goaltending for years here and also really, really good defense and actually play a shutdown game. They're finally starting to figure out on offense. And that's what I like about Barzal. And he's, he's, he's the one driving all of that. Um, Ajo's actually had some really good players around him. Uh, and he's had more than Barzal's actually had. So I really, I, I like Barzal, but uh, let me, let me read the scouting report for uh, Ajo before I turn it over to you. Complete player, deployed in all situations. So he's a, basically a two-way player. He'll play that 200-foot game. He'll be on the penalty kill as well. I mean, those guys are awesome. He'll be up for a Selkie Award. And I don't know if he's – he may have actually won one by now. I have no idea. Um, so plays the game with detail and compete. Reliable in all three zones, as I just said. Elite hockey IQ. I wouldn't know that from watching the game, but he looks good. Okay. Great skater. Ability to drive and escape from pressure with his quickness. We know he's extremely quick. Looks like he has another level level to go with his offense. So in saying that, I see two very similar players age-wise, money-wise, statistic-wise, and actually team-wise as well. It just comes down to, to if you look at those players, I think Barzal and the Islanders have a little bit more of a ceiling than Carolina actually does. And that's the only reason I actually prefer them. Yeah, so it's like, I agree with you there. I think, you know, it feels like Carolina's st- slowly starting to decline, where it feels like the Islanders yeah. are on the other side. They're starting they're starting to kind of ascend. And so I, I agree with you. I think they're very similar guys. To me, fantasy-wise, I, I, you know, I feel like it's a toss-up. But I can, I can, feel, I can understand why you would feel Barzol just because of the way the Islanders are finally putting together it just seemed like forever you didn't want any of their guys unless they're bangers because they just didn't score enough yeah. goals. But like you said, they're starting to finally figure it out, starting to put some goals up. And I, I can definitely see taking bars all, but yeah, they're super, super similar guys, super uh, similar skill level. Uh, but yeah, I could, I could go either way. You know, one, one reason before we actually uh, uh, wrap it up, JT, is this crazy? One reason why I actually like uh, the Islanders, is this year they started giving up a lot of shots on goal. I like that. And here's the reason why. That means you're taking some chances, man. That means you're Mm -hmm. actually getting out of your shell of actually playing such an unbelievably tight game. And you're actually starting to give up a lot of shots on goal. For some reason, I think that's good for this team. (laughs) I mean, it it just, it's almost like a basketball team actually say, you know what? They always end up playing, let's say, uh, in a professional, uh, in the NBA, let's say they're always actually playing a 90 like a 97 to 92 game, that type of thing. But you're like, okay, they're real, really good defensively. We all know that, but they actually have the ability to be offensive, but they just don't do it. And then all of a sudden they start scoring 112, 113 points again. But they're giving up, let's say, instead of 90, 97, 98, they're giving up 107, 108, but they're still got the differential of like six or seven. That's how I feel the Islanders are now. And that's just kind of mm-hmm. why I'm, I'm high on them. So that's why I like Barzal. Yeah. It's time for our Toast Takes final face-off of the evening here. Toast, what do we got to kind of finish things out here tonight on Valentine's Day, our Wednesday night show on Valentine's Day. I hope you got the wife something nice. And I hope Lori's doing well. I'm getting ready to head out and meet up the girl. <laughs> I'm getting ready to head out to meet the girlfriend as soon as the show's over. Yeah, I didn't so. get her anything, JT. Um, um, so that the people that watch this uh, may say, like, you know what, my gosh, he may end up being the uh, – the worst husband who ever lived because he didn't tell his wife been married, I think, I don't know, 22, 23 years. I'd have to go back and do the math. Um, you know, happy Valentine's or Valentine's, whatever you want to actually call it. But nevertheless, like, hey, 
I always actually say JT is my big motto right now. You actually, it's not what you do on Valentine's day. It's what you do every day. Right. So, Hey, I'm right. sitting here thinking I'm not going to go and actually buy this and this and this and this to kind of make up for, Hey, what I didn't actually do here and here, I'm sure we end up going out to eat, but uh, that that's my whole philosophy. Um, she's uh, after about 22, 23 years of marriage, she's got used to that. Right. And I wouldn't say she's even upset about it, but then again, I hope she's not upset about it. I, I <laughs> may be a horrible judge of character. So uh, how about you, JT? Uh, what are you guys doing? Uh, actually, we went out last night because, uh, you know, I work at the bar and restaurant industry. So holidays is when we got to work all the time. So we actually went out last night for dinner on Tuesday. And then we ended up going to the Illinois uh, Michigan basketball game. Yeah. So my girlfriend's a big Illinois basketball fan. Lion I dominated. It was a great night. So we had a good time last night. We're going to maybe go hang out and play some darts or something tonight uh, a little bit afterwards. So uh, as soon as we finish up here, she's waiting on me to get done now. So, yeah, maybe go play a little darts. Uh, You know, maybe I'll let her win a game for 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 Valentine's Day. Probably not. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, you can't have that. No, hey, you get going. Enjoy yourself. Uh, this has been a great uh, – and uh, as, as JT was saying, guys, uh, uh, again, look for us on TotalApexSportsBets.com. Every day we're going to post an article on X, most every day. Uh, and with our favorite two- or three-game slates, we'll actually write an article. Then we'll actually follow up with JT and I's JT's parlay of the day and toast takes of the day. And our favorite bets that kind of stem from that article and what we put together. And again, tonight, I think I'm a winner. It actually worked out. I think I'm going to go ahead and win that two-leg parlay I put together. But I think a lot of those bets are actually coming around as well. So uh, um, thanks for tuning in. And uh, make sure to smash that like button on the YouTube channel, on the the stew with JT Brew. Uh, we really need to get a whole lot of traffic because I think we're actually doing it. we got a pretty good show. we got a pretty good thing going on. 20 episodes. Let's go ahead and see if we can do 20 more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go to Total Apex Sports for just any news that's going on in the sports world. Total Apex uh, Sports Bets is where you can find our betting NHL column. Also, start putting out some, uh, as we get cl- closer to football season, we'll start putting on some uh, bets when football comes around and all that. I'll have my college bets as I do a college uh, bet show on uh Actually, during college football season, not hockey season, I actually do a college bet show on the Stewart JT Brew on Wednesdays. So you'll have to check that out. And then also Total Apex Sports Fantasy, they have all their fantasy content on there. So they all three of those websites, you can go check out different stuff, look for them. Like I said, like and subscribe to them, their YouTube channel, them on X. You can also check us out. Now, like we said, at, at the Stewart JT Brew, we'll have our stuff up. We'll have this, uh, the podcast up here shortly so you guys can download that and listen to that uh, here in the future. Share it with all your friends. So we appreciate everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. For Brian Toast Clark, I'm Justin Taylor. Thanks for joining us here on the Stew with JT Brew on the NHL Around the Ice segment. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you later.